I'm Jennifer Nielsen, and this is Let It Glow, episode 30, How to Get What You Really Want. Ready, set, glow. Welcome to the Let It Glow podcast, a happy place where you'll learn how to let your soul shine and discover new ways to design your best life. I'm your host, Jennifer Nielsen. Hello and welcome to another podcast episode. I want you to tell me what you want, what you really, really want. We all know that Spice Girls song. I'm really here today to help you figure out what it is that you really, really want and how to get it. So... We all have desires and wants and needs. So how do we go about getting it? Because really wanting it isn't enough. You have to be willing. So what is the difference between wanting versus willing? Because we all want things. That's a natural, healthy human need. But again, wanting it just isn't enough. Really, wanting is more like a thought, but willing is taking action. (laughs) So, for example, we all know the song, I want to be a millionaire. (laughs) we, We hear this all the time. But if everyone that wanted to be a millionaire was a millionaire, then everyone would be millionaires, probably, for the most part. Maybe not everybody wants to have, you know, that much money. But nonetheless, we all want want some sort of financial security. So wanting it clearly doesn't make it happen. It's not enough. We have to be willing to do what it takes. And like a whole other topic is just being healthy. We all know the formula to being healthy. We eat right, we exercise, drink lots of water, get some rest. But wanting that and knowing that information does not magically make you fit and fabulous. It just doesn't. So no... Wanting is not enough. So how do we get what we really, really want and overcome some of those blocks? Because basically a want is just a wish. (laughs) But the only way to make a wish come true is to be willing to do whatever it takes to make it happen. So we have to be willing. We are not living in a Disney movie where everything is going to magically work out at the end and we're all going to live happily ever after just because we want it. Because if you think about it, winners and losers have the same goals. I've been to so many games in my life, especially as a parent, because every one of my children plays sports. Every child, every coach, for the most part, I would venture to say, wants to win the game. They all have the same goals. But They don't all win the game. So what sets the winners from the losers? We have Olympians that go to look for the gold medal. They don't all win the gold medal. So wanting it isn't enough. So if we think about what's going to set us apart, it's going to be in that action and in being willing and whatever that looks like. And so we're really going to talk about what actionable steps that you need to take if you want something. Because if you're wanting it and you're not getting it, there's something that you're not doing. That's the bottom line. So the first step is to manifest it, to ask. 
You cannot receive if you don't ask. Number two is you want to own whatever it is that you want. Don't wait for validation from someone else to say that it's okay. Just respect and value your own desires and needs and be unapologetic about it. Number three is to make a plan. Write it down. I don't necessarily love the word goals because I feel like that just seems like it's one and done. Like the goal to clean out a room, like once it's clean, well, you have to set another goal to clean out your room. It's just like, it's not one and done. Most things in life are going to be ongoing. But if you focus on a plan and you create a system and then you, that will help you to take action. But it's important not to rely on others to do it for you. It's understanding that you have to take those actionable steps. And sometimes those actionable steps might look like something that might be out of your comfort zone, but knowing that it's up to you to take that step. So number four is persistence. So if the front door is locked, try the back. If the window is closed, try the garage. Don't give up until you make it happen. And I think that's where a lot of us get stuck or aren't getting what we really want because we try, the door gets slammed in our face, and then that's the end of it. We don't try again. Persistence is the key. And number five is a really important one. We talked about asking, but we also have to be prepared to receive. A lot of times we're not getting what we want because we might not feel deserving of it. We might be putting up blocks. We have to do the work we need to do to be willing to receive and to feel deserving of that. So that gives you five things to think about. But one really important thing that I've learned recently is that we have to be willing to be uncomfortable. That's not a new lesson because I've been uncomfortable for a long time. But understanding that 98% of people trade comfort for their purpose or their mission. 98% of people trade comfort for their purpose or their mission. Yes, I repeated that because I really want you to hear that. Because so often in our comfort, we won't step out to be uncomfortable to get something different. But we're not going to get anything different if we keep doing the same thing over and over again. We all know Einstein's quote. I probably used it several times in my podcasts. Insanity is doing the same thing over and over and expecting a different result. So understanding that we have to be uncomfortable, but also knowing that complaining is not a strategy. So in all of this, we just want to own what we want and how we're going to do it. So let's look at some common scenarios where maybe you might want something, but you're not really, really willing. Because I think that sometimes that we put it out there or we have these desires and sometimes we think that's enough or that's a step in the right direction. And it really is just the first step is actually wanting it. But that's just, there's like we talked about, many steps that go after that. So number one might be, I want a better marriage. So if you really want a better marriage, what are you willing to do to get a better marriage? Are you willing to do your own work? Are you willing to take responsibility for your actions? This is a hard one. Are you willing to let go of expectations and judgments? Are you willing to love unconditionally? So if you really want a better marriage, you have to be willing to do something that you're not doing right now. And I don't know what that is for you. That's where you're going to want to look at that. Number two, another thing is I want to be more organized. I want my house to be more clean. 
Well, again, we don't have little fairies to come and clean it up for us. So wanting it isn't enough. Are you willing to get rid of stuff? My dear mom is a pack rat. She wants her house more organized, but she is not willing to get rid of her stuff. So therefore, she will never have that organization that she says she wants. Are you willing to create a system in your house where there is a place for everything? And your husband knows the system, your kids know the system, your dog knows the system. (laughs) Well, there really is. You, You have to have some type of order to maintain the order. You have to create that in advance. Are you willing to commit a chunk of time each day on getting organized? Again, what are you willing to do if you want your house to be more organized? You have to do something different if it currently isn't the way you want it to be. I want to be healthier or I want to lose weight. Now, again, we talked about this already in the podcast. We all know the formula, but we're not all healthy. So what is the difference between wanting to lose weight and actually losing weight or being healthy? It's a willingness. Are you willing to cut back on soda? Oh, that one for me is a little tricky because I love my soda here and there. Are you willing to be more mindful about what you eat? Are you willing to exercise? And if you're unable to do this on your own, are you willing to hire a trainer that will hold you accountable? Because sometimes we need that. So again, what are you willing to do? Wanting it just isn't enough. Number four, another example. I want to have more clients in my business. Okay. Are you willing to make calls every day? Are you willing to use social media as a tool to attract new clients? I get it. Social media is a mixed bag. It is not, I mean, it's, it's, it has a great purpose, but it can also be a hassle. But are you willing to do whatever you need to do to get new clients? Are you willing to send out personal emails? This is the biggest one of all. Are you willing to be told no? Because that's what's going to happen often if we're trying to get new clients. So wanting to have new clients means you have to do something different. And it means getting uncomfortable probably, most likely. Number five, I want people to respect me. (laughs) Have you said this before? Raise your hand. We want more respect. But what are we willing to do to get that respect? Are you willing to set boundaries? Are you willing to say no? Are you willing to take accountability for what's not working in your life? Are you willing to love and respect yourself? And that's a hard one. But just again, look at what we're wanting in our life and really break that down into what we are willing to do. So here's a little true confession time. In regards to one of these, I will say I have been challenged and I had agreed to call all of the women that went to my ranch retreat, 60 women, because I really, really want to support and help those people that cross my path. And I know what it takes to have real transformation. One retreat at the ranch is fabulous. It's a great jump start. It plants the seed. But I know that real change comes from accountability action, and someone guiding you at times. I've had to have help. I've had to work with therapists. I've had coaches. I've had to have other people that know what I don't know help me. And I've done that. And I'm still working through that. 
So at the ranch retreat, I, you know, I saw these amazing transformations with these women. And then I, again, made that commitment to call and check in to see how they're doing. Hmm. And, you know, right now I'm getting ready to launch my coaching program. I know that this can help women. I want, 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 want to help them. But did I make those 60 calls to follow up? Nope, I didn't. I tried a lot. I probably made 40 calls or maybe 30. I didn't make the full. I did not reach everybody. And I've had time. So I wanted it, but I wasn't willing to go all in, to take the time to face rejection or whatever it is that's holding me back. So I've actually been pretty annoyed with myself. So we're going to go back and look at those six steps and see where I went wrong. So the first step is to manifest or or decide you're going to do something or what you want. And I want to help people. And I feel like I am doing that in a lot of ways. But number two is to really own what I'm wanting. I want to help people in a bigger way than, again, like just helping them at a ranch retreat. I want to help them get their life to the next level and really take off and just live their most radiant life. And I know, again, that this has to happen most often through some sort of commitment, some sort of doing something different than what we're currently doing. So I, I kind of own that. I think I, I believe that, that that's real and that's, that's why I'm doing what I'm doing. And I made a plan. I was going to call these people, all 60 of them. Well, I took action. I did. I took action. You know, we talk about action is like, Not just the idea, but it's actually doing something. It's like having a car without keys or a pie without a fork. Like an idea needs something. We need action. We need to do something. We need to connect the two to make it happen, to get that car running, to actually enjoy the pie. We have to take action. So I did this. Where I might have gone wrong is the persistence. I didn't try hard enough. I... I quit on myself. And in a way, I quit on the women that I want to help because I didn't follow through with calling all of them and I didn't keep going forward. I still haven't given up, but this is just me being honest that these things are hard. And maybe I wasn't quite prepared to receive. I don't know about that, but I've really been really thinking about this because like I said, it's been bugging me that I haven't done what I said I would do because typically I do. So... This has given me an opportunity to look a little deeper and see where I'm at and why I'm not able or haven't been able to or haven't been willing to really do what I needed to do. You know, I think about my sweet little 14-year-old son, Lincoln. He's just precious. If you know him, you love him. He's just this good little kid. He loves football. And personally, as his mother, he is like my little boo-boo. I'd rather he didn't play football, but that's his love. And this summer, he had oral surgery, had some serious um, issues with his teeth and with his mouth. And then he ended up with um, bronchitis. So he missed all of summer practice for football. And if you, any of you moms out there that have dealt with this, you get that that's, that's not going to help him once school starts and they're actually playing in the season. So he missed all of that. But he wants to play football so bad that he's willing to get up every day at five-ish o'clock, kind of varies, but and go practice and play football. 
He's gotten into the games maybe a total of five minutes the entire season. And so when I'm thinking about, you know, what he really wants is to play football. And he's willing to face rejection, to be persistent, to do what he wants to do. Even if he's not playing the game, he still wants to play football. And sometimes, you know, what are we willing to do to get what we want, especially when it doesn't turn out the way that we want it to? Do we quit on ourselves? Those little quits add up to big quits. So I've just admired him. And the great thing about this whole football thing is they have these morning practices and we have this fabulous carpool going. He gets himself up. He gets himself out the door. I don't even get up with him. I don't know if that's, (laughs) I should be proud of that, but I'm really proud of him that he wants it that bad that he's willing to do it and get up. The only time we have to get up is the day that we do our driving. And my husband does that. So there you go. (laughs) So really, the biggest block between wanting something and getting it is your willingness. Because if you're willing, you will take action. So ironically, as I was working on this podcast yesterday, it was Thursdays, and this is dance day for Clover. And this really funny little example came up around this wanting And I'll kind of explain it to you because it's time to do our daily dig. So I'm going to kind of go through that in that format to kind of give you um, some tools of how to break this down maybe when you're stuck. So Clover came home and what happened is she didn't want to go to dance. And what, so what happened and what she said about it was, all my friends are playing, it's not fair. So she starts going down the tunnel Little sweet Miss Clover was getting a little frustrated. She didn't want to leave her friend. She wanted to play. She was feeling sad. She was feeling left out. And then her reaction was she was trying to drag her feet and not really being cooperative, which she usually is. And really the outcome that she wanted was just to play with her friends. And in that mind, it felt, in that moment, it felt like this or that. Like, I don't, you know, I can't play with my friends because of dance. And she just was going down that tunnel. Well, we know the light at the end of the tunnel is what? Changing your thoughts. So I took this little opportunity to do some work with Clover because I love to teach anyone who will let me. I love to help people and especially my kids. So I kind of asked Clover, is that really true? Do you not want to go to dance? No, it's not true. And is it serving you, Clover? No. And I didn't use these words exactly because she probably wouldn't understand them. But this is generated from past wounds because there have been other times when she goes to dance and her friends are swimming or doing things that she can't do. And so we kind of talked about that. And she said, yes. And it doesn't involve another person other than me trying to be patient with her, not cooperating. But really with her, it was just her not wanting to do this. And so really, we I kind of helped her with the flip side is that, you know, My philosophy in parenting, and I might be different now than I was as a young mom, but I'm not doing the dance thing or the football thing or the piano thing if my kids don't want to do it because ain't nobody got time for that. So we, I really wanted to know, and this was a good opportunity for her to answer to me and really decide, do you really want to, do you really want to dance? And as we had this discussion, she says, yeah, I really want to be good at dance. And if I'm going to be good at dance, I have to go to dance. And I can play with my friends on other days. I can do both. 
And so we kind of made a plan for today after school when she's going to play with her friends and then tomorrow. And it was just like, oh, I kind of get emotional because it was a little thing. But it was so powerful to see her work through that on her own instead of me having to be the bad guy. We're going to dance right now whether you like it or not. She got to change her thoughts and work through it on her own. And that is the best thing you can give the ones you love is the autonomy and the opportunity to think for themselves and figure things out for themselves. So Clover, how did changing your thoughts get you closer to your desired outcome? Well, it got her excited about a really fun play date today that she's going to do after school. And she got planning these little activities they were going to do in their little clubhouse and all these little things they were going to do. And she got excited. And then magically, she was fine and she went and got her dance shoes and we were on our merry way to dance and we weren't even late. So that's a little miracle. And this really is a good example of wanting versus willing because we had that conversation. Clover, do you really want to dance? And like we talked about when we went through the dig is that yes, she does. So she really made that choice and understood that if she wants to be good at dance, she has to be willing to practice and sometimes not play with her friends. So, I mean, this works for all of us because at the end of the day, human needs are pretty basic, whether you are seven or 46 like I am. I love this quote by Corey Ten Boom. And if you've listened to my podcast at all, you know that I have just a love and a slight obsession for her. Her family was instrumental in saving almost 800 Jews during the Holocaust. They would hide them in this closet in their home. They had a little clock shop below and they would bring people in through that. And they were able to, like I said, save a lot of people. But in the end, unfortunately, they were turned in. Their family was turned in and they all ended up in a concentration camp. And Corey Ten Boom was the, was the only one to survive. So she is just her, constantly inspiring me with her quotes. And she's been gone now for, I don't know how long, a few years. But she still is touching people now to this day. So this quote is, God, make me willing to be made willing. <laughs> I love that. God, make me willing to be made willing. So I just want to leave this with you today, the importance of not just wanting, but being willing to make the changes you need to make in your life and take the opportunity to think about what you really, really want, because the really the power to how is yes, say yes to you. And I'll just plug my eight week coaching program again, because I get to do that. It's my podcast. (laughs) If you really want to dig in and, and make real transformations in your life. Invest in yourself, invest your time, commitment, invest your money, do something different because I promise this will be one of the best investments that you will ever make. Investing in yourself. If you want renewed hope and freedom, direction and purpose, I can help you do that in this eight-week program so that you can leave your baggage behind for good and design a radiant life. I want more than anything for all of you to be willing to do what it takes to make the changes in your life. And I just want to leave with you today how much gratitude I have for all of you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And thanks for tuning in today. And so until next time, shine on. Thanks for listening to the Let It Glow podcast. If you enjoyed this show, share the love with a friend. This podcast can be found on iTunes or subscribe on my website at www.let-it-glow.com. And remember, 
Let go and let it glow.